0: after the trade went down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You said that Troy. That's you You said that I did. I
0: I trust Dogecoin more than I trust the 76ers. (laughs) I don't give a damn.
2: What is going on? I want to welcome you from Half Court for today, Wednesday, March twenty third. I am from your host Sean Murphy, alongside my guy. He is six foot three from Marquette, Michigan. Stand <laughs> up, power forward, the Marquette Dirk, the man in the shirt, the man who goes hard and will scream all up in your yard. He is Troy Sweeney.
0: Also I love Jeff. the scream up in. Why are you screaming <laughs> in someone's yard? I don't. I don't. I don't get that. Yeah, I, I didn't I catch that, that I it
2: with something different every week, Jeff. I'm just. Yeah, it's. It's. It's a yard that he's not supposed to be within 30 <laughs> yards of, but that's okay.
0: You're telling him to get out of the yard. While yeah, exactly.
2: Oh my gosh, Troy, how you doing, man?
1: Doing good, man. Was at the game on Saturday night. Got to see some that's Kate right. Cunningham and some Darius Garland. It was fun stuff.
2: Heck yeah, man. I got to see the rookie
1: of the year, no matter who that will be.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You saw (laughs) him, whether it's, yeah, whatever team they're on, uh, by the way, we'll get into that too in a minute, because I have some, I have some opinions on that. Uh, that Troy, that game was a very entertaining one. Uh, you know, it felt like, yeah, it felt like Cleveland took control there in the end, like in the second half, there was never really a moment. I felt like Detroit was going to win that one, especially when Kevin Love was starting to look like Chef Curry out there. Yeah, uh, but, you yeah, know, that was uh, I mean, I mean, hey, you got to see the two best rookies in the league go head-to-head, man. What's better than that? I sure,
1: I sure did. And yeah. one question I have that I would hope both of you can answer because I was uh, clueless as clueless can be, is why Cavs fans were going berserk every time Kelly Olenek touched the ball. Like, it was <laughs> insane they booed that guy like he was LeBron back in
2: 2010
0: <laughs> I'm trying so, to think didn't didn't Kelly Olenek injure somebody for yeah the
2: maybe he might have I, I think he was uh I think he or maybe injured he hit
0: somebody. a big back in
1: the day
2: you know what it was maybe. I think he injured Kyrie at one point either Kyrie nope. or Kevin Love and okay. they just
0: hate him and they still carry it they still yeah. carry it. yeah yeah because yeah. well, he was
2: also on that Celtics team that was in the way yeah them right. like over the course so yeah i actually think i remember like a celtics but i might have been kelly olenic i think he injured kevin love on a title run but, one year am
0: i surprised oh yeah he popped out his shoulder yeah he popped out his shoulder that's yes. what it was that's yes. what it was Answered because i remember kevin love walking like uh, uh, jeff i'm sorry yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> what a, okay kelly i still love you Literally, exactly. they, they so were booing him there. so
1: hard. You know, that one shot in the first quarter when he dribbled the ball up like a point guard and just shot it from deep and nailed it yeah. off balance. Yeah. He literally <laughs> shot that because the crowd was just so insane. <laughs> He's going Kobe, full Kobe ass. Yeah, asshole. full
2: Kobe. Dude, it's incredible.
1: A <laughs> and and hit a step. <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> oh my
2: God. Well, oh, we, Troy, funny. we are joined today by not just a guest, but. The brand new third chair in From Half Court. We are joined by Woodward Sports Zone, Jeff Iafradi, one of my dear friends. Jeff, what's going on? Welcome to the From Half Court podcast, my friend.
0: Dude, I feel welcome. I'm glad to be here. This is awesome, guys. We're, we're going to have a lot of fun doing this stuff, creating content, and it's something I'm passionate about. Love basketball. So we're going to have a lot of fun on here.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. And, uh, and jeff uh you you know obviously you uh you've had some time on on the morning woodward show and you know obviously as things have kind of been announced this week that you're transitioning out of that role but that's by no means uh that's by no means like a you're by no means not in woodward sports you're by no means going anywhere if anything it just means you have a new home and you have a new tag team to to help scream at people about basketball with and that's uh it's going to be fun, man. I'm just so excited you're here. I'm excited we get to work on videos together and podcasts together. And, dude, there's just uh, – the sky's the limit, man. Things are coming from half court, and it's going to be crazy.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I, I think with the the transition I'm going from the morning show, and, and everyone thinks – it's like, guys, you, you got to look at it like this. See, I, I saw people on Twitter talking about it feels like I got demoted. Listen, I did not get demoted. This is yeah. not like – we had the best numbers on the network. Like it it Mm -hmm. was not, it was not a demotion. Like we, we were doing great numbers. What it was is a business move that I I actually absolutely support. I think Terry has been someone that that network's been eyeing eyeing for a while. And he's so it's it's motherfucking Terry Foster. Like the guy, it's like, it's like, it's like Michael Jordan getting drafted and you're getting benched by him. And you think the guy's getting benched is going to be like, Man, screw this guy. And I was like, all right, it's Michael Jordan. Like, you get it. Like, I'm not, it's just a transition. Now I'm going to do things on the back end with Woodward. I'm helping out with their social media team. That's something that I've been really passionate about. I'm able to transition in. And now I get to do content full time by myself with you guys on my own time. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I I actually love it a lot. Uh, The morning show made me grow as a person, but I'll never, I mean, those are the experiences I got from that show going at it with Adam. (sighs) I yeah. wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. It was yeah. the best thing.
2: And hey, now you get to go at it with Troy and I, and then also sometimes just you and me. will just box it out, man. Believe Dude, me, let's, uh,
0: let's get
1: when it. When Sean when Sean told me that Jeff was joining the podcast, and I, he asked me if I knew who you were, and I said, "Is he the guy that actually has good takes on Woodward?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah, like, "I, I, like, I love you, Troy." I yeah, he was you. like, "Is that the guy that actually knows Pistons?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's Jeff." Like, oh, awesome! <laughs> yeah. So, I love it, man. Uh-huh. No, that's that's
0: what I want to get to. Like people think, like, all right, now I can be the Pistons, you know, part of the Pistons' voice. You know, that's yeah. what I love. It's, it's my passion. It's yeah,
2: awesome. exactly. And that's and that's like a big part of what this channel is about. I mean, obviously, here, you know, like we we talk sports. We you know there'll be times or in another podcast I do we talk football and we'll go into things, you know. But mm-hmm. like it's not, you know, now uh, we get to talk about the whole landscape of the NBA, which is something you might have gotten to do like one or two segments a week now. That's our thing here. That's what we do. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Obviously, as of the day that this is releasing tomorrow, Ashton to trainer is going to be live on this channel. I still can't believe that's happening, but uh, you're going to want to be there for that because that is going to be a very epic live stream. It's happening Thursday, 8, 7 central on the on from half court. So be sure to be there, be live. And Come come ready with questions because Ashton, the trainer, is the dude, and he will be spending some time with us. So be on the lookout for that super exciting stuff. But with that, guys, let's get into our first podcast together, shall we? So, let's get it. Yeah, 100%. So let's start with the top story of the week, and that is that according to Shams, Jeremy Grant will be pursued by the Portland Trailblazers this offseason. So in an article w- written by Shams, kind of talking about the landscape of the NBA, uh, had some other nuggets in there, like, uh, reportedly Miami would be interested in, in Bradley Beal, or if Bradley Beal want to move on, that would be a team we would be interested in. But Jeremy Grant has kind of been the looming target for a lot of teams for a long time. And now it's looking like Portland really is going to commit going after him, uh, over the summer. Obviously Damian Lillard and Jeremy Grant played together in the Olympics. In uh in the 2020 Olympics over in uh over in Japan, uh, my question to you guys. Uh, so, um, with that, is it what is Jeremy Grant's price tag? Because reportedly, it sounds like it would probably have to take Portland's lottery pick and then another young player. Uh, do you think there are other teams that will pursue Jeremy Grant? And is this Troy Weaver's plan all along? Was to wait until this draft and move him then what do you guys think
1: yeah i think this was definitely in the works the uh, whole along uh with with jeremy grant i think he was a guy that you know i think was built came came in to be built in kind of as a uh kind of a tank contract at first and then i think we didn't really know what we were getting out of him uh until those first maybe 10 games of the season and uh the the post-covid season and uh yeah i, I think i think he does fit that pull team well uh, we'll have to see what happens but again uh, you know, like we've talked about on the podcast before, Sean, uh, I, our draft pick is still gonna, I think, indicate a lot of, well, what are, what we do with Jeremy Grant? Because, um, of course having a 40 piece the other night, that's, that's big stuff. Not a lot of players in the league can, can drop 40 on, on any given night. And Jeremy yeah. Grant's one of them. So,
2: well, let alone to have two forwards, you know, on your team, two wings that were able to score a 40 and a 50 bomb right. back to right. back, back to uh, back. Yeah. 100%. While, you know, obviously one night Jeremy Grant wasn't on the floor. The other night he was, right. you know, uh, Sadiq still able to yeah. play well. But Jeff, what are your thoughts? You and I have kind of been the champions of Jeremy Grant, it feels like, at Woodward Sports. And, <laughs> uh, and, yeah. Which is funny because you and I also wouldn't be particularly against trading him either. Which is like, which says a lot. I mean, yeah, uh, no, cough, no, no. Adam Maydoon, cough. But uh, what are your thoughts, Jeff?
0: We're floating on the fence a little bit. Like I'm on Uh the fence because with Jeremy, I always appreciate a player's willingness to come to a a market like Detroit or any any market for that matter. Like Jeremy took money, of course, he got paid, and like you said perfectly, Troy, it was kind of that rebuild contract you offer him the big contract. He, He came to Detroit, wanted to play for Dwayne Casey, and he he put up great numbers on a team that was struggling. And it, it, every team in the league, if you're contending, you need a guy like Jeremy Grant. He's, right. he's a wing who can guard multiple positions. He can stretch the floor, like you said, can score 30, 40 on any given night. And that's why I always thought there was a, a part of me that knew he was going to get traded. Right. But then also a part of me, and I, I had this conversation with you know our, my good friend Easy at the network just about this team, and they haven't been healthy like right, really right. together healthy. So you don't know what the dynamic looks like when Cade, you know, is older with Jeremy Grant and Sadiq Bay. But again, if you can get Jeremy, we talked about this today. I would, and right before the Portland news came out, I was like, get a first round pick and a player. I'll be good. Oh. And it, it, around the draft time, that's why I never panicked past the trade deadline. Cause Troy was going to get a deal done. Similarly, how he got Sadiq Bay. Remember when mm-hmm. we got all these picks, yeah. damn draft night. And we're like, all right, Sadiq. All right. S- uh, Isaiah Stewart. Uh, like it, it all happened so quickly. So um, with Jeremy, I'm good with him getting traded. I mean, I'm sure he would be as well. I don't know how he's thinking. I mean, sure he loves the city, but if a team like Portland, um, you know, needs a piece like that to pair with their superstar, like right now we're in the process of making superstars. Like we have Cade right, right. Cunningham, we have uh, Sadiq Bay. You know, they're turning the corner. But like you said, you're going to draft a, a Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, like those guys. Uh, Jabari would play his position essentially, and then you have right. Paulo who would play his position essentially, and then you have Chet who probably play four and five a little bit so mm-hmm. but still like the trade values there so they got to get rid of jeremy grant I, I don't know when i think their trade value is the highest right now so ideally you deal them soon but um i always appreciated him man i mean he's just yeah. a great player that's why i never talked bad about him i mean he is he had i mean everyone knows jeremy grant's got a bit of that iso ball in him you know mm-hmm. and, you know it's kind of a ball stopper you know you bring mm-hmm. you get him down the court everyone's moving the ball but you've seen it over the last couple weeks He's been buying into the offense, like right. people yeah. don't talk about that enough. They want to crap on him when he's, you know, ball stopping, but they don't want to crap on him when he's playing well. So, yeah, um, yeah. But Portland, I'm assuming that's the the destination. I, I really do. They, they got to yeah. build around Dame.
2: Yeah, I I think if it's not Portland, I think to me a team like Utah or Chicago really right. has to has to set things up. I mean, I mean, Chicago. That's a team that you know where you know that was a team at the beginning of the season that looked like the 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 contender to you know, really make a no, make some noise and run deep in the playoffs. But their record against the top teams in the league is it's not it's not good. It's bad. It's really bad. I think it's something along the lines of four and 16. And so when you can't beat that top end talent in that competition and you're in a situation where it really feels like they're a piece away. Patrick Williams to try and come in next year. Like, I just think I, I think the Warriors relying on James Wiseman, to come in and be the savior for them. And we'll talk about that later. I think that was a little, uh, a little overly optimistic. I think the same can be said here as well. um, In this case too, you know, I just, uh, you know, with Jeremy Grant, I think Portland makes sense where you can go in and um, you know, you can kind of still be a primary option on the offensive end. I think Chicago, like where he could really go be kind of like a supercharged version of what he was in Denver. I think or that's it's like a
1: good. JV DeMar DeRozan too, to pair up in, Char- in Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. 100%. And <laughs> and to have a guy like Lonzo ball that can make his right. offense so easy. Um, And then imagine the defensive um opportunities with him and Caruso on the court. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's elite, that's elite perimeter defense. So, you know, there's, there's certainly things like that, but I, you know, to me, I just, I see the market to be too big for him. I, I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, the teams weren't that weren't as willing to put that price point at the trade deadline Uh, will be more desperate to going into next year because you can get a full year of Jeremy Grant and then still have the have the rights to put him in and to get him on an extension. Right? right. So um, to me, it's just. Obviously, you got to see where the chips fall and you got to see where you land, because, again, uh, a team with with Jaden Ivey and Kay Cunningham needs Jeremy Grant more way more than a team that has Jabari Smith and K Cunningham. Right. So um that's just that's just the reality of it and uh you know and and for jeremy i'm sure he would love to go play with damian Lillard. i mean anytime you get to team up with a guy like that you take it
0: absolutely
1: definitely Mm -hmm. and and again the, the biggest thing we can get out of this is that jeremy grant fits any contending team right mm-hmm. and everyone needs mm-hmm. a guy like jeremy grant to produce and i think jeremy grant has the personality to have a six-man position right i mean he's a guy that is willing to take that and i, I still think he not can start not in detroit though
2: not in detroit i think it'd have to be in the right situation i think oh oh absolutely absolutely yeah, right yeah very selective
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. yes because yes, yes. you know
2: if he's in chicago it's way different being a six man in chicago or utah yes. or you know but like in detroit if right. they if yeah. he, if it's all young guys <laughs> out on the court, I right. like that's where that's where I go. Yeah. He needs to be traded in the sense of right. we can't ask we can't we can't ask any of these guys to be the sixth man. Like if you make Sadiq right. Bay your sixth man, yeah, he might be a sixth not. man of the year. But like that's to me, that's just stunning his growth. Like that's right. when it stunts his growth in my
1: opinion. Right. And I think with Jeremy Grant too, you know, we talked about, Jeff talked about a little bit with like the summertime and, and dealing him. Uh, I, I would still have the, the mindset of that's not quickly, quickly get rid of Jeremy Grant. Right? That, that's truly take the best possible option. Let's listen yeah. to all the offers and uh,
0: we'll go from there. So yeah. I and mean, then get exactly. into a bidding war. Hopefully, you know, you get at. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, no doubt. I agree with it. Yeah. Just, just, just let,
2: just let, uh, just let Troy Weaver play those phones, man. Just let him hop on, you know, turn that ringer on, put on do not disturb on at nighttime. (laughs) But then when that thing pops up, you know, there's going to be people calling and waiting. Yes,
0: you know, Troy has it has it in him in terms of dealing like he's got something up his sleeve. So uh, we'll see. He's been quiet. Uh
2: huh. He's been a little too quiet, man. You know, he's got (laughs) something going on. So, yeah, absolutely. But speaking of Portland uh, and Damian Lillard, uh, news did come out that. Damian Lillard is out for the rest of the season. I don't think this comes as a shock to anybody because it seems like the, like the, uh, like the way that they were going to go about things was just let Dame rest. Let the young guys get minutes. They
0: suck ass. (laughs)
2: Yeah, just, yeah, they suck ass. Let's get, let's get a lottery pick that we can use in a trade. Let's try and get assets. My question to you with this, I mean, obviously, you know, the season's chalk. This team right now, they have some young players, they have some pieces that they they that they could potentially re- retool with, but they're not looking to rebuild. They're looking to hop back into contention. So with that, who do you think Portland should target? And what's a realistic road to them actually having a competitive roster? Because I I just don't see how they can flip this around and change things right. so rapidly. What's Especially their
1: cap space right now, Sean. What's their cap space?
2: Um, I mean, it's I mean, you're gonna have CJ McCollum off the books i i think i want to say they're going to have a little cap space let me let me look into that real quick try okay
0: and then for guys that i'd love to see with damian lillard and i'm kind of monitoring their situations right now is a guy like bradley beal like if mm-hmm. they can steal one of these guys i get it's a similar pairing yet cg McCollum, but it, you right. still need look at the free agents this year like i have them right here written down they're all guards like the yep. only true forward yeah tj warren wow okay yeah. and then you Miles got a- bridges
2: but he's but he's a he's a restricted free yes. agent he's going to stay in charlotte like yes breaking that, news. and that's
0: that's the thing with also deandre ayton like i'm right. assuming I was gonna say him too yeah i'm assuming he's going back to uh to uh phoenix so with the with the people available okay you got all these guys on player options the next really good i guess um you have zach levine but he's probably going to return to chicago so in terms of free agent, it's going to have to be through via trade. That's kind of my mindset on it. I don't know where they go to or who they reach out to, but it's it's right. tough. I mean, who are you going to get? I <laughs> yeah, I think exactly. this
1: rebuild in Portland is going to be a lot longer than Trailblazer. Yeah. It, fans it right. could
0: end in Damely and Lill- like Lillard leaving. Like yeah. at this point, no, like, right? I,
1: I think I think that could be starting. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: <laughs> About time. Say- I mean, listen, damn I get you want to value winning. That's cool and everything, and it's very PG, and and I love it, and I, it's just so great. But mm-hmm. the reality is, if Damian Lillard was, you know, anywhere else that had a decent, like, say, he went to Milwaukee or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you get to see him playing big games like that. Yeah. Like he's he knows that. He definitely knows that. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see what he does.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent. And looking at their cap situation, it looks like they are going to have some salary cap. So they oh, um, obviously
0: they on, million?
2: yeah so they they're gonna they only have 93 million on the books next year so um they obviously they they took on joe ingles contract remember joe ingles no longer a member of the jazz yep. so um they have his butt- contract coming off the books Yusuf Nurkic, i would imagine they're not going to look to resign him um if they do i hope it's not on too big of a deal because i think the hopes of building around Yusuf Nurkic in a tandem with damian lillard i think those hopes should be dead yeah, um, Anthony Simmons is a guy, I think, I think if there's a guy to hold on as, as far as that's the young players go, it's him. And then I think any, any of these guys down here, like whether it's like this year, little or, um, or Ben McLemore or like justice Winslow. I mean, like those are guys you can throw in a trade package. Um, you know, they, they have some decent names on here. Like Josh and, Hart is a decent player. That's
0: you know? Hold on. I, sorry to interrupt you, Sean, but who the hell do they have to trade?
2: Yeah, exactly. Who the Almost hell is nobody. calling got...
0: you? For, who the hell is calling you for Josh Hart? Like, I mean, that's yeah. at this point so Damien's he's out. Like, this man is gone. Yeah. I don't know who the hell you're gonna trade or sign this year at least. You're gonna have to wait another offseason. Dame's gonna be like, speaking of Dame time, he's gonna be like, What the fuck time is it? Yeah time to yeah. leave. It's time I'm out to get of here.
2: A, yeah, it's time to book a ticket to Miami. Or, like, <laughs> yeah, or like
0: there you yeah,
2: go. Or go join one of the teams in LA, you know, like we'll see. But yeah, I if if I'm looking at the Portland situation, they Uh, They are insistent and Damien's insistent that he wants to make it work. Chauncey Billups, you know, our guy, that's the coach that he insisted that he wants um, and stands by that. So, uh, you know, if that's if that's really what's going on, then to me, it becomes very similar to a to a Bradley Beal situation where it's like, okay, at a certain point, you're asking for this. If this is what you want, this is what you get. So, right. um, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes at a certain point. So I don't know when Portland needs to learn that they're not a free agency destination, but here, maybe this can work. Hey, Portland, you're not a <laughs> free agency destination Stop <laughs> acting like you're a free agency destination.
0: <laughs> like, God it, it's not like their owner's going to read this message. I don't think they're even concerned of what's going on in their, with their basketball team. So at, at the same no. time, it, it-
2: <laughs> Yeah, they're not going to hear this, but that's okay. Yeah, they, you know what? They'll trade for someone. They'll be a sixth seed in the Western Conference, and then Damian Lillard will be like, "Yeah, I'm done," and then that will be it. So,
0: yeah, uh, how many six seeds can you take before you get bounced in the first round? Like, how many yeah, can you least, actually take?
2: I mean, that's fool's gold over in over in Sacramento, and then you know, uh, remember when Portland.
0: he he made the Eastern Conference or the Western? Excuse me, Western Conference Finals, and he had that, and he just got destroyed. Like yeah. we all thought like this could be the matchup of the like they really could contend. No, I knew just, I knew they'd get no swept, man. I they just <laughs>
2: yeah, they had no shot. They, well here's they the thing never...
1: Denver played better than them in that that semifinals.
2: Yeah, Denver should have
1: beat them,
2: but uh-huh. I think have.
1: Joker was too young and whatever, but um yeah, man, that they should they had no business being there. <laughs> they no. Had a fake ID.
0: They, 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 they had, had a fake ID, ID of any NBA.
2: They're, yeah, they were, uh, they were, do, uh, they were, uh, they were uh, uh, McLovin and uh, <laughs> yeah. with, with the fake ID. That's what they were. Yeah. So um, with that, it is now time to uh, move on to the, uh, the other big story out West, another team dealing with injury issues. And that is the golden state warriors. Obviously um, over the weekend, we did see, um, we did see Steph Curry go out with an injury against Marcus Smart. But now, according, uh, to, um, according to the people over in the Golden State Warriors, uh, James Wiseman's return to the Warriors has been delayed. His status is now considered beyond uncertain, and they will not set a timetable upon his return. So obviously a swelling right knee, never something that you want to have happen. Uh, may I remind the, the committee that not only could the Warriors have had a guy like Sadiq Bey, who, if he was on this Warriors team, that would bring them to a different level, but they could have also had a guy named LaMelo Ball.
0: Yeah. So with
2: that, now being in a situation where uh, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson have yet to play basketball on a court together since 2019. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And now they could be heading into a playoff where those would be your first reps on the court together. So my question to you guys: the the route for Golden State winning a championship this year that that's chalked, right? Like we all agree that they're not going to win a championship this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think that that's probably a good, fair assessment. However, there's one there's one thing that I am impressed with Golden State is is their bench stepping up. Uh, guys like Otto Porter, mm-hmm. guys like Jordan Poole, um, Kamenga. Kaminga
2: over the course since the all-star break. Oh my gosh. I'm
1: genuinely impressed to a point where I'm not ruling them out in the Western conference finals. I'm probably ruining them out for the finals, but I'm not ruling them out for the Western conference. Oh, they
2: can get, Oh, they can get that far. 100%. I mean, Yeah. yeah, people, people forget when clay Draymond, and Steph alone were together on a court, they could still get to a finals by themselves. So, You know, it's not that they can't do it. It's just, you know, like it really, those reps were going to be so crucial getting Draymond back. I I just think the Steph injury really sets the uncertainty. But then, but then with Wiseman too, which it seemed like Wiseman was really, was, was that missing piece for a championship for Golden State. So, um, you know, I, I, you'd never want to overreact and say that a player is a bust or that things aren't going great, but. I think we could say right now, this has not been a great year for James Wiseman at all. It's been a no, disaster.
0: The best availability is, or best abilities availability. And he's he has failed to do that. You saw in his rookie year, he was, James Wiseman, I think is a great player. Um, it's just the, the struggle to stay healthy has always been there. And that's a big concern of mine. The Warriors, I mean, you saw how good they were with just Steph and Draymond. Like mm-hmm. and they didn't have James or Clay, so there's still room there. Like they're still going to be just fine if Steph can get back. That was kind of a just a random injury with the whole Marcus Smart thing. I know he got flack for that for diving for the ball. I mean, I got no problem with it.
2: He's Man, just diving for the ball. He's he, also basketball it. play.
0: Yeah, I can't get too mad at him. I mean, Steph Curry, he'll be, hopefully, I don't know how bad it is really, I mean, but hopefully he'll be back. Klay Thompson's been kind of returning to his original form. He's going to need at least a 25-game stretch. He's had kind of that so far to to get back under him, his feet back under him. But the Warriors, you're right, they can make a Western Conference Finals. I would not be surprised. It just comes Mm -hmm. down to, I think, the difference between last year and this year, or excuse me, two years ago, is you had Kevin Looney. Starting at mm-hmm. damn center, and now you, yeah. you're like, all right, you're getting to James Wiseman. The team's gonna get yeah. way, more, like, way, way better. And then now the guy hasn't even been on the court this year. That's the biggest. Yeah. That's the biggest part of it. Yeah. And then you're right. When he gets on the court, it, we got ten games of the playoffs. Like, yeah. when is this dude getting back? And if he gets back in the playoffs, you think? No, yeah. no it's not ideal for anybody in their second year to come back and try to get back at their legs back under him in the playoffs exactly for a team that's trying to make a, a run it's just it's not going to happen well, so it, it depends on Steph that's the big yeah. thing
2: Enduring. 100% well also with Steph he, he has torn ligaments in his foot like it's you know that <sighs> it's, it's not a good injury so like the odds of him getting back like they like the hopes would be you could get him back the last few games before the the playoff starts but more than likely, you're getting him when the playoff starts. If that, like, you know, there's there's a potential he could miss time in the playoffs, and then and then that that means Clay Thompson needs his needs to be ready to go. Hey,
0: Workload like, Clay gets yeah. injured. Like, what the hell's next? What the yeah, hell's
2: well, team... that's the thing though. Is like with Clay. I mean, let's be honest. Is Clay look like he's ready to go help Golden State win a championship right now? I wouldn't say so.
0: Mm-hmm. No, he's I not mean... looking. He's not looking like he's ever going to win a championship, but. Yeah. He's he's I mean, he's at I, least he's producing, but he's yeah, not, he's producing he's not what they need out of him to, to no, win No, no, not twenty two points a game. Like yeah. that that's right. the clay we all know. That was you know, above forty yeah. percent from three at least, but Yeah. And I mean he's getting
2: his rhythm back. He's been gone for so long. Yeah. So I mean to expect you know, I think this was always I think I think we're seeing the Warriors overachieve right now. I think like I mean, like and which is a weird thing to say, but like I think I think the, the attitude was always, you know, for those guys was like, yeah, we want to win a championship now, which is great. But let's be honest. We got to get clay fully, fully brought back in the fold. We need yeah. to get James Wiseman healthy and uh, in an off season where he can be ready to go by the time the season starts and get a season to learn to play with Draymond green, to learn to play with Steph Curry, like truly play with Steph Curry because last year, a lot more traditional sets. Now, it's that Steph Curry off ball running around the court like it is. We are getting the ball to Steph Curry. We're going to try to win games. Putting putting it in perspective real quick, Killian Hayes, who has been a player on the Pistons that um, we have not seen a lot of, uh, he has played 81 career games so far. James Wiseman, 39. Mm-hmm. So Killian Hayes, someone Can't that... Happen has been has been criticized for his availability he's had he has he's had twice the time of james wiseman on a basketball court right now so uh yeah to your point that can't happen but it's what's happening so you know golden state i think uh you know bob myers has gotten a lot of free passes uh you know he's he's a great gm he's he's done a lot of great things so far if they were to go back and redo that draft i think they would change some things
0: yeah, no right. doubt, and and yeah. they're still a very dangerous team too. Like if they oh, can for get sure. that, this is the thing. I, I they have so much experience come postseason. Like if Clay Thompson and them get back, or, and they don't look as well as they originally did before the injuries with Draymond, especially he's been out for so long with the back injury. But if they come back, I could see them just. Like, it's weird. That, that's the only mm-hmm. team I would probably say they have enough experience in the postseason. They've been in so many finals with KD, especially. So, um, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. That's like one team I just probably people are going to love betting on. Sneaky yeah. team. Really, really. If they can just stay alive and stay afloat, you know, who knows what happens after, you know, the next 11 games, but we'll see where they land in the seedings.
2: Yeah, 100%. I mean, at the end of the day, Chris Paul, he's hoping to come back really soon. Yeah. So, uh, Phoenix, I just have such a hard time seeing that team not having what it takes to win a championship this year just from from the top down Chris Paul I have I I I see him having very very easy time coming back into the system I think you know he he can just be plugged right back in and he and he brings so much value just being on the court and he's, he's hungry too. Was-
1: he's hungry to win. He wants to contribute. He wants to be that guy on this Phoenix team. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, he's a guy I have no worried about coming back.
2: Yeah, especially with Devin Booker the way oh, that he's been yeah. playing and, yeah. and and the thing is like this Suns team like it was like oh no, what are they going to do ever since Devin De- I mean ever since Chris Paul goes out like this is going to be tough for them. They have what 17 losses, 54 yeah. wins.
0: Cameron Payne steps up in there and just I don't know what the hell. They're, that, that's coaching. That's Monty Williams. Like mm-hmm. I, that, that really is. If you can get that type of production out of those guys, I mean, they're got Bismack Biombo. It's all these guys that were either cut or just traded away for nothing. He's got their bench yeah. now. Their bench looks great. Their bench, yeah, they have a great bench. So, yeah.
2: It, great. Like last year, the biggest weakness was was they didn't have a backup big. Now they have Javel McGee. So if if DeAndre Ayton gets into foul trouble, they're fifty eight and fourteen. Like they this it's team ridiculous. when chris paul went down it was like oh no what are they going to do they've literally lost four times since chris paul went down
0: devin four. booker i'm telling you
2: yeah now uh, now have chris paul in the lineup i don't care what team west east try stopping this team right now because it's going to be really hard to and a team that's going to have to try is the philadelphia 76ers yeah who yeah troy uh i do want to put the spotlight on you real quick Mm-hmm. you called this your finals favorite team this yeah. was uh your championship favorite after the trade went down
1: yeah yeah absolutely. you said that Troy that's I you did. said that I did. I did
0: I trust Dogecoin more than I trust the 76ers <laughs> I don't give a damn who's playing with James Harden especially listen we got to give can we acknowledge that can we bring that up a little bit yeah let's do it let's talk James Harden You need an APV out for him in the playoffs. You can't Mm -hmm. find them. And especially last year, they they weren't even healthy enough to be there. So I I need to see James with Embiid. I think the pairing's great. They're honestly Mm -hmm. a very scary team in the regular season. I don't know how they look come postseason. Is is it – I mean, Tobias Harris, I think that's an underrated part of that team. You're going to need Tobias Harris in that postseason, especially Tyrese Maxey. Like, they got a good team. So it's really the supporting cast that I I would like to see more than – I can just say James – you know, he's going to the finals. I trust James. I, he's Listen, as much as I love James Harden, what is he averaging, 22 points?
2: Yeah, he's averaging 22 points, 43% from the field, 30, 35% from three, 10 assists, uh, one and a half steals. He, so he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. Like in his time, he's doing his thing. However, uh, listen, man, I know we touched on a little bit last week, Troy, but that Brooklyn game, when I when I think of what it's going to look yeah. like in a playoff atmosphere – it's that Brooklyn game, yeah.
1: And, yeah. Oh no, unfortunately, yeah. and and I think and Embiid and hasn't been stepping up from what we saw even pre James Harden coming in, and I think a lot of my assessment was based off of Embiid's performance uh, without I a James Harden, and and I and I, th- I kind of thought you know bringing in Harden, you know he'd get his touches. Uh, and Embiid would still get his touches, and they'd sync up uh-huh. together. But that's just not really what we're seeing. <laughs> um, and, but I, I, but I think it's still possible we see that. I'm not saying that I take back my decision just yet. But um, what I would have predicted, if you asked me two weeks ago what this team would look like two weeks from now, which is today, um, I would not have expected so poorly yeah. out of all everyone. And even a guy like um, you know, like Tyrese Max, like you said, you know, you're gonna need him to step up. You're going to need those guys to, uh, thobble. What, what's the guy's name? Ati Thibel. Yeah. Thibel. Thibel. He's going to really have to step up. He's I underrated. They yeah, don't to talk he, about he's Thibel, had some dude. good yeah. games.
2: I, uh, yeah, I would say, good. I would say the guy that really needs to step up is Tobias Harris because yeah. you're, you're Dang, there in a max contract. He has not been good enough. Like there's mm-hmm. just no other way to say it. He has, right. he is sorely underperformed his contract ever since he's been there. And I know a lot of Detroit fans Weren't thrilled when we let him go in a trade for Blake Griffin. However, he might have one of the worst contracts in the NBA, like <laughs> straight up. Yeah. So, yeah. especially yeah. in Philly, and now, um, you know, and now, if, if if Philly doesn't get this done this year, it is very fascinating what their road ahead looks like. Because do they make the coaching change? Do they do they do they fire Doc Rivers? Which
0: choking him, three one leads.
2: Which, yeah, which, I mean, it's it's weird because on one hand, Doc Rivers is one of the best coaches in the NBA. Troy, you, you came out and even said that's your favorite coach right now. Yeah. So, you know, with that, if he doesn't get it done again this year, if I, like, I don't think there is anything that could look worse for the Philadelphia 76ers if this team chokes the way they did in the playoffs last year because – because Ben Simmons shouldered a hell of a lot of blame,
0: right?
2: He really did. But he let was us not forget, yeah, he was, he was scapegoat. the scapegoat. But let us not forget, James Harden didn't. I mean, uh, Joel and B didn't exactly have a have a great series against Atlanta. He didn't when he exactly... had
1: an opportunity to shine, he really had mm-hmm. everything in his favor to succeed in that series, mm-hmm. and he did it.
2: Pistons are down by twenty three to Portland right now. Yeah, anyway. the kid's
1: playing well. <laughs>
0: Uh-huh. Ah, right. there's a positive. So you yeah, gotta exactly. Find positive.
2: Exactly. There's always True. a positive voice. There's got to be a positive.
0: And, and, oh. and one one thing with the 76ers, I think he has what is going their way, especially with James Harden, is he's not in the West no more. Right. Like, he's actually in the East. Is tough. Don't get me wrong. But besides mm-hmm. the Bucks with one superstar, I mean. Like, who – the Miami Heat's a very good team, the respectable yeah. team, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, you're, you're hoping – Ben Simmons is going to – speaking of guys who aren't playing, is he going to play? Like, when so, the are we going to see Ben Simmons?
2: Yeah, so the hope is for him to start playing in the last few games of the season, but he actually apparently uh, experienced a setback when he came back. Like, when he came – like, during the All-Star break, apparently he, like, like like tweaked his back or something bad happened. So, like, he's, he's dealing what? with some stuff. I don't know, man. Like I, maybe his plane ride was a little too, <laughs> was a little too bumpy. Like I, yeah. I couldn't tell you, man, because there's no reason, there's no reason he shouldn't be on the court eventually, but apparently the injury's legit. So like, there's that. But I mean, right now to your point, like, you know, if, if the playoffs were to start today, you know, uh, Philly would have to play Cleveland in the first round.
0: And, yeah, like so, that's a, I'm taking I'm taking the Philadelphia 76ers and that. Well, walk. I'm
2: taking Philly. Don't get me wrong, but that ain't a that ain't a cakewalk.
0: Right. It's not like,
2: like like it's okay. It's a
0: cakewalk, but it, no, it, it's not a cake. I, I get what you're saying. It's not. A, it's not like a. I don't think they'll sweep. It's, it sweet you know, it's, a, the it's a six game series. It's a six. Yeah, that
2: Atlanta. That Atlanta yeah. Hawks Philadelphia 76ers series of last year. Okay. I, I'm not saying it's an upset, but people people didn't take that Hawks team seriously. And they were a young team, first year, truly in the playoff picture. They make a run. I'm not saying that's what this too. team's going to do. What I'm saying is don't, don't count them out so quickly. Don't discount. If Jared Allen's healthy, if Evan Mobley's available, yeah. that, makes, that is a matchup nightmare for Joel Embiid if, if they go out and actually play good defense. And
1: like even that. a hungry Darius Garland, too. That's yeah, all I'm saying. He's,
0: he's been playing well. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's Garland's that, dude. My my thing with that is I wonder if, A, the inexperience will catch up to Cleveland in that situation. And not Mm -hmm. only that – um, the bench—they have such a deep team with the Cavaliers, so that also goes their way. Like they have Lori marketing. like they got all yeah. these guys. They just signed. They just said, "Hey, Kevin Love, Lori market. They're just signing, getting guys everywhere. Kept. I thought they'd trade Kevin Love by now. They have it. So mm-hmm. obviously they keep. They're keeping him on for something. Yeah. Turns keeping him on for something. Kevin Love
2: actually. He, it turns out he wants to be in Cleveland when they're actually playing well. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Get shot to Kevin Love, most loyal man yet in uh-huh. the NBA as of yet. So with the Cavs they're not a they're not a team that i would say like you said six games they're respectable it's like yeah. all right you're challengeable six games mm-hmm. done <laughs> like, it's like you know we'll see we'll yeah. see if they impress me
2: oh yeah 100% and that's a very valid way to think about it but then from there they got to play Milwaukee and then they got to play a team Which like that, the heat yeah that's tough yeah 100% tough. when you get giannis cuz that's the thing can you cuz now it's it's again You've got to look at this conference, you got to say yeah. are any of these teams good enough to beat the Milwaukee Bucks four times? And that's uh, that's where that's where to me I think we're going to get a finals rematch. I really think we're, we're heading towards Milwaukee Phoenix again. But and,
1: we're still going to have a super fun playoffs, even if that oh, is the outcome. No doubt. Because, oh,
2: yeah. Oh, and Chicago I'm not complaining. Guys. I want to watch those teams play again 100%. Yeah.
0: I just want Chicago. I wish in the beginning of the year when they had everybody healthy, like the Alonzo ball before the knee injury, Crusoe yeah. before the dirty damn uh, Grayson Allen shot, that yep. took him out of the midair. And then they had DeMar DeRozan now on that shriek. Like, if they're a healthy team, that team is dangerous, man. Yeah. Like, I, I A-O think A-O they're, too, like, they're not a- beating good teams. They're not beating good teams. But Lonzo Ball and them has, has have been injured for quite some time. They're back now. Or they're well, here's the thing.
2: Soon. Lonzo Ball just experienced another setback in rehab. That's another thing. So Did like, these guys get back? Yeah. God, that's the thing, dang. dude. It's chalked. Like, all these guys are just dealing with injuries, man. It sucks. Like, Chicago. Like, you look at the landscape of the league right now. Chicago, 2-8 and eight in their last 10. Uh, They have a worse record in their last 10 than the Washington Wizards, the New York Knicks, the Indiana Pacers, the Detroit Pistons and the Orlando Magic. Uh, they currently are the coldest team in the league, and the only team that's worse is either Portland or Oklahoma City. That's where they're at right now. Uh, they Tough have the, they have be, the same Sean. record in their last ten as the Houston Rockets. Yeah, just to, yeah, just to put it into perspective, just
1: that stat, Sean, of the I think you mentioned with Chicago. Um, the t- what two and sixteen against winning teams Four. or.
2: Yeah, four and sixteen.
1: Four, four, four. Yeah, nuts. Like, is that
0: with that. the entire cast healthy in there available?
2: Um, I think that's just, I think that's just their just record this season in general. Yeah, against top teams. So, yeah,
0: no, they, they mostly it ends up being hero ball with Demar Derozan a lot of the time, but it, yeah. it is what it is. I, I think on talent on paper that team, especially in the regular season early, we're we're challenging a lot of people, but. I mean, again, it goes back to the inexperience in the postseason. Like uh, you're given, you're given the ball to Zach Levine and, and, and Vucevic and, and Demar Derozan. Like, which of those guys? I mean, besides Derozan, when he was getting swept by LeBron all those years in Toronto, which of these guys have, have really made like very big leaps into these playoffs? I don't know a single one. So, right? Yeah. You know, well, that's you're the probably other thing. Right they're, on that. Very
2: young team that's inexperienced in the playoffs when it comes yeah. to that. And I mean, Demar Derozan, the playoff, the experience he does have hasn't been great so far. So, but um, so are the Hawks.
0: Yeah, no, yeah,
2: yeah. The the Hawks. I mean, listen, man. They that I have not seen like the Hawk. It's not that they're not good defensively. They are dog <laughs> defensively. Like they are terrible. Like there are yeah. times like I just watched them let up open shots. Like Trey Young will just like stand there and watch.
0: Dude, All he's right, getting like do benched, too. Like mm-hmm. late in the game when, when they don't when they're like on defensive possession. Yeah. Just like, hey, Trey Young, you can't even guard them. guy who's standing still you
1: won't even
0: get the line right in there and we'll figure it out yeah that's gonna that's been how it's been i mean i love them but yeah they can't guard anybody kevin Herter, (laughs)
2: oh yeah when when bogdanovich is one of your more like reliable perimeter
0: defenders that's a problem that's a problem big big Mm -hmm. time he was never he was never that (laughs) and then
2: you got Daniil galonari which let's be honest uh he's uh, if we're doing the Mount Rushmore of players that I have an uncomfortable time watching move their body, that's one of them for sure.
0: Yeah, it moves <laughs> like a snail. It moves like a snail that early. He can't do that. Oh, one hundred
2: percent, dude. It is bad. Oh my goodness. But a team that uh, I'm looking like uh, looking across the, the you know the the scope of the of the league, the team that is the hottest over over their last ten games, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're nine and one in their last ten. Wow. Um, they ever since it seems like bringing in a guy like Patrick Beverly was exactly what this team needed a vet that could help them win games and can help bring in culture. They have a consistent coach that it seems like the teams listen to, and it looks like Carl Anthony Towns is taking that next step in his career and is affecting winning, which is something that we haven't seen from him in a long time. So uh what what do you guys think of the nucleus they have building in minnesota because i I, i'll be honest before this year i thought that they were just uh gonna be pistons west just Mm -hmm. like like Mm -hmm. when uh when it was like reggie jackson andre drummond and you know like i thought it was gonna be very similar to those pistons but man they they are they are playing inspired basketball
1: but i would say too sean they still have a long road ahead oh they do like yeah, because really, I
0: remember right. thinking the same thing when they had Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Zach Levine, mm-hmm. and I remember sitting there thinking, "Wow, they can turn this into uh-huh. something." And what happened after that?
2: Jack Italy. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: No, but this is different. You're right. Anthony Edwards is a beast. Like mm-hmm. he, I thought they were complete idiots trading away Zach Levine, even if it was for Jimmy Butler. Like that. That. That that was it, Jimmy Butler. He you don't know if he's staying there. It clearly, didn't work out. Now you he was a rental game.
1: player. He was a rental. He was
0: player. a rental player, exactly. Yeah. So they they hit on Anthony Edwards. He's a baller. And I think D'Angelo Russell, another guy you're bringing in. So um, I like the core they have. I, my question is, you know, how like you said, long road ahead. How quickly can they? You know, yes, they're winning games in the regular season. Patrick yeah. Beverly is a, a big part of that.
2: Another but thing he to can't know,
0: control all their mentalities on the yeah. floor. Like and Patrick another Beverly's. thing to
2: note, they're 24 and 12 at home. They're 500 on the road. So that's
0: the, that's the, the youth, that's the yeah. youth point of factor yeah. into that again. Mm-hmm.
2: So, I mean, you know, if, if you want to be great in this league, I mean, a lot of these teams that are up towards the top, I mean, Memphis, uh, Phoenix, the Suns, they're both, yeah. yeah, the they are both great on the road. Like literally the, the Suns have more losses at home than they do on the road.
1: Yeah. Incredible. That is Which, that in, in the modern day NBA. That's insane. It's crazy.
2: Mm-hmm. so there's got fans
1: what's their soda seed right now sean
2: uh they're sixth they are above the playing picture at this point as, if who, play, who's third uh who's third in the in the west they yeah, would have would they to play take? they would have to play golden state round one <laughs> uh-huh so hey well
0: depends who's there i mean i can't react now but you know yeah if, if them, I, they're healthy that's a tough Patrick Beverly and Steph Curry if you can get back I would pay money to see that oh I would,
2: dude I wish I could dude Jeff we got to get their front row man that would be yeah, awesome be, hey, what words, you want to fly us
0: out to, to the chase center real quick but jumping at, kneecap, jumping at ankles he'd be doing everything
1: concerning up up and coming teams in the west I still think Memphis is miles ahead of Minnesota, like miles. Oh, 100%. Ahead. <laughs> well, that's well,
2: that's the difference, though. That's different, though, because, I mean, they might be similar in the fact that, like, they're both building culture and they're kind of building towards the future. But the difference is, Carl Anthony all right. Towns is, like, an all-star caliber player. John yeah. Morant's an MVP candidate. Right. He's exactly. a
0: superstar. Yeah.
2: He is a full-blown superstar.
0: The difference is they got Ja. Yeah, that's exactly. The big they got difference. John Frigga-Morant. That's all you need to say. You might not have Anthony Edwards. You might have Desmond Bain, but... You got a guy like John Morant, he can just do it all, man. Steven, yeah. Ad- Steven Adams, big part. Like they just have great role players and, and talk about yeah. a great be- uh, Excuse me, coach like Taylor Jenkins doing a hell of a job. So, Hey, they got, they got the whole complete team. I would say Memphis is a, definitely one of those guys. They have a higher seed than the Hawks did last year, but no one, going into the playoffs. You think anyone's going to expect much out of them. They're probably going to shock a ton of people despite being the, you know, number three seed or number two seed. So, mm-hmm. um, I can't wait to see Memphis come postseason. I think they're dangerous. Shaw, Mm -hmm. I think he's not going to change him, phase him in the moment.
2: Yeah, especially, like, they gave Utah fits. People forget, like, in the playoffs, round one last year, like, this is a team that's, like, battle-tested. Like, Shaw's first season, they made it in the play-in. The second year, they win in the play-in. Like, they've gotten progressively better in the postseason as it's gone on. So, like, I wouldn't be shocked if in the next year or two, like, we see Memphis get to a Western Conference final, like, in the next year or two. Like, they really could. If guys like Jaron Jackson Jr. step up, if the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, they've been super conservative with the overall construction of their roster. In yeah, my opinion. they can
0: land a star via trade yeah. or something. Another which, star, another star.
2: Which let's be honest, John Morant is the kind of guy that guys would want to play with. So uh, you know, Memphis, even though even though Memphis isn't isn't traditionally a a free agency destination you can cash in through trade and and unlike Portland, you have pieces that teams would be interested in. You have guys like Desmond Bain who would certainly, who would certainly get a lot of uh, 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 notoriety in the trade market. So, you know, they, they have a, they have a situation where they can really turn it around, you know? So um, yeah, Memphis is only going to get better as it goes on for sure. And M- Minnesota's definitely been fun. Uh, Jeff, we uh, we are going to be having a segment for you starting next week on this podcast, but um, it's going to be kind of a Jeff spotlight, like kind of like what you and I were talking about. Well, have more, we'll have a better name for it and something down the line. But yeah. um, what has uh, as far as I will ask you, and we can make this just a piston segment for right now, because I mean, all three of us have pistons, something in our, in our screens right now, we're all pistons fans die hard in our blood um first of all who's your favorite piston of all time because i think we got to get to know you a little bit better Mm -hmm. in your pistons fandom and Mm -hmm. if uh and uh what do you think uh if there's any player that you want to see the pistons add in free agency who would it be and why
0: okay so favorite player rip hamilton uh (laughs) rip hamilton that's my guy um growing up one i'm a two guard i like shooting the ball the guy was just not only one of the best mid-range shooters but just absolute Marksman, uh, especially big part of winning in 2004, and that was my childhood. So, again, it was it's Rip Hamilton, no doubt about it. Uh, yeah. In terms of free agency, if I had to pick, let's say, let's just play you know, uh, hypothetical. Let's, yeah. let's do that. And I'll say DeAndre Ayton. That's my guy. Oh, and, and I know lame. he's restricted. <laughs> I know he's restricted. But that's, if I, I don't, Miles Bridges, the same thing. Restricted, but in terms of fit, my God. You can oh. sign a guy like DeAndre and he solves a lot of your issues with size, yeah. with everything else. And I'm sure you could play next to motherfucking Chet. I mean, Chet could do it all till. So it, oh, it doesn't yeah. even matter. It doesn't matter at all.
2: Yeah, oh. here's here's me ben. with my dad Ben. Uh-huh. Troy actually was there with us. He took the I took photo the picture. Yeah, yeah, it's me and my brother. We got to meet Ben Wallace uh back uh, a couple years ago. That's my favorite piss of all time, right there. But yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with Rip, man. He no, he, he was he, so he good. Yeah, and people I I really don't think this is the free agency class that people are trying to play it up to. I I think people are just excited we have money. And I think people just want to suspend it right away. No, there's,
0: if you're, if your best free agent is DeAndre Ayton, you got issues. There's something going on. Yeah. 100%. I mean, that's, and they're both restricted. Yeah. They're both restricted.
2: If Jalen Brunson is the one that you could go throw a ton of money at, you don't want to throw money at a a guy. I, I don't know. Jalen Brunson, the more like, I, I, he intrigues me, but he also like, this is his first great year, so no, like, you know, no. you don't cash in when you've only seen one year. You know what it, I mean? It'd
1: be Ben Gordon all over again.
2: Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like we don't want another Ben Gordon, Charlie Villanueva type free agency class.
0: No, and I'll say it right now: he's not your he's not your starting point guard. I'm sorry. No, he, he, he's he's not your starting point guard. So if he's not that, what are you paying him? He's right. working. So he's working well
2: in Dallas, but you also have Luka Doncic around him. One hundred percent. Like,
0: and I like Jalen Brunson, but if you are going to give me twelve points, eleven points, like I am not giving you twenty million dollars a year. Like that's right. Jeremy Grant money for a guy who gave us 19, 22 points his first year. Twenty. Like I'll take that. That that's a good amount of yeah. money to spend on. But yeah, no, Jalen Brunson. Hell no. Hell and also no. About, someone asked me that question, and they're like, "Yeah, Jalen Brunson." I think we were having this discussion. I am like, "Why is that even like? Where did that come from?" It like, came from wait,
2: a rumor that Troy Weaver liked them. Like it's like once because now well, I like you.
0: I like you guys. Yeah, but I ain't gonna sign you. to twenty million dollars <laughs> yeah. a year. Fuck that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you're you're you're
2: undervaluing me, Jeff. Like Troy's like <laughs> Troy's over here. Like I'm hurt. Like
0: no, <laughs> no dude. I I literally I can't with J- Jalen Brunson. I, I like watching him from afar. I mean that's mm-hmm. fine with me, but I'm sorry. No,
2: there. no, that's that's absolutely. I I think you're right, and oh. you know I. It's it's uh, you know, it's not the type of move that I think takes us over the next level. It's like a guy that like he could come in and like, that'd be a great backup point guard acquisition. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? But I don't, I don't know if we're in the market for that yet. I mean, I know uh, um, uh, there was an interesting comment today. Actually, Dwayne Casey made about Killian Hayes, um, where it was an interview with Rod Beard. And he pretty much said these games are for him because these are, these are games that are for development. And he said, um yeah here I actually have the quote right here let me share it on the screen. Um it said uh it said quote um these games are for him. These are developmental days. Because this time next and come this time next year it won't be that way. So I don't know what you guys take away from that but to me I think this says hey, we're glad you're here but like it's
0: time to start showing
2: something. Yeah, these yeah. games are for you. Get touches is this time next year, the leash isn't this isn't this long,
0: right? Yeah, it means they'll be playing more competitive basketball. Like, mm-hmm. you're yeah, not gonna be able to go out there and you know, be flexible. I think it's. I don't really take it as as much as other people are seeing it. Like, it, it's a you know, it's a sh- low key little jab at. Killian Hayes I don't know oh, it's see not that. a jab it's no no it's facts
1: it's the it's same stuff with like Feku last year right it's the yeah, same he, stuff with he's him. probably it's honestly
0: he's probably being cool about it too he's like hey Killian go out there and you know just play with freedom and mm-hmm. next year you're not going to have that same opportunity because we're going to be all like healthy and can probably contending hopefully for the playoffs so mm-hmm. well nah, hell no you know so yeah. I, I like it Killian needs to do this. This is a must for him. We've been waiting to see him. I've been Mm -hmm. on him all year for his uh, shot attempts. And and I understand he's a playmaking point guard. He doesn't do that. He's a very great defender. One of the best, if not the best perimeter defender we have on the Pistons. So you can't really discredit that. But I want him to be more aggressive. Like, he's 6'5". Yeah. He's got the frame for it. He's yeah. got an underrated yeah. jumper that he's starting to take more and more. Like, go out there and, and, and just sling it. Go out there and just have fun. Like, yeah. play with just freedom. He's just out there. You know, I feel like he's he's also scared of making too many mistakes because then he has other people watching him or he has, the, you know, Dwayne Casey watching him. But fuck it, dude. We're losing. Go out there and, you know, take 20 shot attempts. Let's see what you got. Like, I'm, I'm good with it.
1: Yeah, so think, Jeff, with that, you know, do you honestly think, you know, with the right draft pick, you know, we we can compete for a
0: play in inter- uh, spot next next season? Yeah, I think absolutely should be expected. Dwayne I, Casey, I think, like, I think
2: that's the goal. It's got to yeah, be. Yeah,
0: p- play in at least because with Dwayne Casey, I, I love Dwayne, but I think next year is going to be big for him, like big. Because yeah. if you get a Chet or a Jabari, and you make, you know, you sign some guys for free agency, you're not going to make a splash, but you sign some guys for depth. No doubt, uh, Troy, they should be able to make at least a plan. If not, I'm not going to say they'll make the playoffs right away. You don't really know what the team's going to look like, but no doubt. I mean, that's, that's every team's goal. Now that they've added this right. play in tournament, it gives even bad teams a shot. Yeah. So if you don't make the play in tournament, you're not bad. You're ass. Yeah. yeah. You don't right, want to right, be in that right. ass that's, category. That's the
2: bottom that's the bottom of the barrel. That is yeah, it is can. it is the guys that are going for the Chet Holmgren Jabari yeah. Smith Jr., those sweepstakes that were. It'll be right three
0: now. years in a row. We've been in the tops. We've been trying to contend yeah. for a number one overall pick. Fuck that. You can't mm-hmm. do it. And yeah, they even really. let more teams
1: play in the bubble for COVID than than play in, right? Didn't they offer eleven in each conference or around there? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. They I did. think
2: I think they only like I think it, you had to be within a certain amount of games for the play-in tournament. Which rest assured, Detroit was not in that conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's Update. like yeah, yeah, oh hell no, they weren't. Uh, you know, but yeah, with that, yeah, I just I, I I'm right there with you, Jeff. This is a big reason why why we're glad you're here, man, because it's another. It's another credible, you know, voice that knows the Pistons passionate, but also talk about the rest of the league, man. And, you know, with Hell these yeah. kinds these kinds of conversations, man, they just excite me for for the podcast to come. And with that, uh, we we also, Jeff, it's now time to introduce you to how we end shows and Troy, we got to take him on a journey. This is a segment that we call from Mount Rushmore. Now, the reason why we call it that is because I was like, hey, Troy, just I want you to have a segment. Where we could talk about wherever you want, and every week for like seven weeks. All right, we're doing the we're doing the Mount Rushmore of this. I was like, oh, so we're just always Mount Rushmore now. That's just where we're at. Occasionally,
1: so, we'll have a conversation about something. Like we did, like a Fab Five conversation. We did uh, a conversation about Delon uh, Delante West. You remember that guy? And <laughs> oh it, yes. yeah. And <laughs> so yeah, we have fun, but I would say eighty to ninety percent is is. From Mount Rushmore, so uh
2: huh. And with that, Troy, what do we have planned for Jeff today?
1: Well, my first time on the podcast uh, as a special guest before I became uh, part of the, the host was uh, I played basketball in high school as a shooter. You mentioned too, you like to shoot the ball, yeah, so um, we did a Mount Rushmore of my favorite shooters, and not my, my favorite but best shooters of all time, in my opinion. So we're gonna ask the same question to you now, Jeff. Is give us your four, your Mount Rushmore of best shooters of all time. Because Sean and I were pretty, pretty solid on our our list, and we we did give a fifth for an honorable mention. So uh, the floor is yours, buddy. So I'll stick number one
0: clearly, Steph Curry. Uh, yep. That that that's that's a no brainer to me. Another one that's a no brainer would be Ray Allen. Uh, another guy, Reggie Miller. That's a third. Give me Clay Thompson. I think he deserves to be in that list. He does. I mean, he is the – that is one of the only guys, at Whoa. least in NBA history, if he has the ball in his hands, he doesn't even need to dribble the motherfucker. He just shoots it. Mm-hmm. It is cash money. One of the most, only players that can get as hot as quickly as anybody is Clay Thompson, especially from deep. I mean, he, I mean he's getting injured. But when he's healthy, people forget. Don't forget 30, what, nice. 37 he points in a quarter? Nights.
2: He's gotten 40 They're... since he's been back. Like that's... Yes, that
0: one. He had the one game where I was like, uh oh, is this, mm-hmm. uh, uh, are we getting what we're used to here? Or are you getting like Clay 40 might be and a half.
2: Man. Headband he got Clay 60 be...
0: through three quarters. Mm-hmm. Three. You know, how many, you know how many dribbles he took? I think it was like 11. Yeah, so literally got, 11. But that's another conversation. So, Clay, you got four right there. Yeah. You got a um, you got
1: special honorable mention.
0: And an honorable mention. Oh, there's someone I'm missing. There is someone you're missing. There's someone I'm (laughs) missing, and I swear when someone says it, I'm going to feel like an idiot.
2: Troy, do you want to go ahead and give our Mount Rushmore that we did?
1: Yeah, so we did get, um, obviously, Steph Curry. Uh, The debate was actually Reggie Miller. I wanted Reggie Miller. He wanted Clay Thompson. Um, Ray Allen, obviously, that was one we we agreed on. But uh, the one that Sean and I 100% agreed on, which is not on your list, is Larry Bird
0: that's who the fuck it was Larry motherfucking bird, Larry, mother bird. I don't know why I drew such a blank I'm thinking of all these shooters trying to go in my head Larry Bird easily and I think I'd put Larry Bird over Clay Thompson so oh, there you, there you go. go there's the list yep, that was the guy either. I was forgetting yep, that yep. was the guy I was forgetting all right Larry I was going legend. through I was going through with my head and I'm ranking I'm like wait hold up this is no Larry Bird no doubt Clay <laughs> would be the honorable mention yeah like, okay
2: yeah, that was yeah, Larry it. Bird.
0: That guy, uh, yeah, shooting with your left, left. No, no. I'm sorry. That's another. That's another. There's levels to it's this. A different Roy? universe. I think yeah. There's levels to this. I think <laughs> it's Clay a multiverse, is like, right? right? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. No, no it's, doubt. It's Larry Legend, man. It's yeah. Larry Bird. Imagine Larry in this day and age, oh shooting the amount of threes they're taking now. People
2: forget. Like people what? genuinely don't know. First of all, like people just think Larry Bird was just a shooter. That guy was tough. Like tough. he was a tough sob and i i think like you know any any great all-time player can play can be great in any era era in my opinion i think greatness transcends eras but like larry bird is one of those guys that truly in any era could go get a bucket and if any era he truly missed out on it was this one. imagine yeah. like a luka Doncic type like you know like you know shooting volume for larry bird
1: yeah that's exactly who that's exactly what it would be sean
2: it would
0: yeah. be and think about this. Isn't Larry Bird that didn't he go into the three point shooting contest, walk into the locker room, and said, Who's getting second? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. what in that? This guy is on the list, Sean. You
2: know oh, yeah, he's on the Mount Rushmore. His face better be replacing one of the yeah. founding fathers of the United
0: States. <laughs> <laughs> he's that on the Mount Rushmore, man. Oh, uh, no, no doubt. He's, yeah, Larry the legend. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah, um, he's built different. Literally he like built, built physically different. different, like you don't. He doesn't look like he, no,
1: no real lit. athleticism, which even makes him, yeah. <laughs> more uh impressive. Of like, he had the athleticism as like the three of us combined, and he's getting out. like <laughs> Hey, hey, I don't, yeah.
2: I don't want to, I don't want to drag you guys down like that. Y'all are <laughs> definitely differently
1: okay. He's the athleticism of
0: Jeff and I combined. <laughs> yeah, there and we go. Still, there we go. He's That's still fun. out there getting buckets. Yeah, yeah like, I got like my bum knee business. over
2: here. I'm nothing compared to y'all. I can't put myself in that camp. But
0: I want to. See, I want to see your jumper, Sean. Oh, it's wet. I've seen it. It's wet. Is it wet like water? Oh, I... it. Oh, wet <laughs> like <laughs> it water. Off. Oh boy, man. Let dude. All I'm
2: saying, we're gonna have to have like a like a. We're gonna have to have like a horse contest that's gonna have to go on the pod at some point.
0: 100 percent.
2: Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Dude, no believe me. I'm. I'm actually heading out to Detroit for opening day. I'm not sure if you're gonna be there oh, or not. Yeah, I'm head- I'll be yeah. there. I'm going to the opening day event. I'm going to the game. Uh, might go to a Pistons game that night too. So if you'd want to make that happen, that would be you, awesome. You're stopping right by,
0: you stopping by? You stopping by Woodward? Right? Oh, oh, of course. Yeah, so say, you know we're down there, right? So oh yeah, of take, course. Take, you okay, kidding okay, me?
2: Okay. It's right, it's I'll why I'm there. going.
0: All right, ben. Player, I thought you were like man. I'm going to the game. I'm like, wait, is he is he going? Over? Okay, we'll be the down there. So party
2: right? There's like the whole all that stuff happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll connect on that. But Jeff. Not only are we going to be connecting there, but you and I and the three of us are going to be connecting on this pod now each and every week. This was an awesome first episode, guys. Yeah, this is great. We got a good we got a good trio going here, man.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, 100 percent It's gonna be a lot of fun.
2: And the cool thing is now, like with uh, you know, with with Jeff being here now, like the guests that we can have on this show are truly endless. You know, we have guys like uh there's guys like Neil Rule or Terry Foster or um, or guys like uh, um, like Braylon Edwards that we can pull out of our back pocket. Now we have uh, we have some awesome people that we could uh, that we're going to be joined by coming up, and it's going to be awesome, man. So uh, be on the lookout on this channel. We got the three one three report on Thursday again with our guy Kool Aid and oh, a whole ton of Detroit creators, with Ash and the Trainer. That's going to be live at eight p.m. Be sure to tune in, but also be sure to follow my guy Troy on Twitter at Troy Sergey forty four. Be sure to follow my guy jeff on twitter at jeffrey iafrady and be sure to subscribe be sure to follow because a lot of awesome content's coming your way so i want to thank you all so much for listening
0: and we will catch you next time from half court be sure to subscribe